What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Peace and Prosperity Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Phillips, licensed therapist, confidence coach. And today we're going to be talking about high functioning anxiety. So I know some of you thinking, what does that mean? What are you talking about? What is high functioning anxiety? You may not have heard that term or maybe you have heard that term before. So throughout the conversation, I'll break down some of the signs to look for if you feel like you're experiencing high functioning anxiety. And of course, we're going to talk about what do you do with it? Because it's not enough just to throw it out there. But like, let's actually talk about some things that we can do to better manage our anxiety. So the reason why we're we're having this conversation, because if y'all follow me on social media, I made a post about high functioning anxiety and it was just a lot of y'all saying that's me. All of the signs are me. I know in my career from working with anxiety for so long that it's so, so common, which actually led me to want to work on confidence because I found that once we were able to better manage our anxiety, then we had to work on our confidence. But that's a, a conversation for a whole nother podcast. So today we're talking about high functioning anxiety because the research says up to 20% or more of us will experience some type of anxiety or be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder over our lifetime. Now, depending on who you ask, the number can go up or down. But the bottom line is more of us are experiencing anxiety on a day-to-day basis. Why is that? I think it's because so many demands that we have, so much pressure, like we're getting pulled in so many different directions. And I think that in this time, we feel like we can do more. Productivity is up, whether it's in your job or in your house. Now you're managing this, you're running that. And it feels good in the moment. Or let me say this. It feels good after it's done when you look back on your accomplishments. But in the moment, it can be very, very stressful. So let's break down some of those signs. How do you notice high functioning anxiety? Like, what do you look for? One of the first things is that you are a people pleaser, meaning that it's hard for you to say no because you want to take care of everybody. My mentor said this to me and it always stands out. You cannot be all things to all people. Let me say that again. You cannot be all things to all people. So if you're that type of person where you want to make everybody happy, oh, I can look out for you. Oh, I got you. What do you need? Uh, maybe you need to be asking yourself those questions before you're trying to take care of everybody else. So if you're a people pleaser, I, I know, you know, like, OK, you like that's me, Jason. You talking to me? I know your heart is good, but that's not going to help you long term if you're not pleasing yourself. You're running around taking care of everybody else. Think about yourself, too. That's the first sign. The second sign that you are experiencing high functioning anxiety is the muscle tension. Your body will literally let you know, like, oh, you know what? There's a little bit too much going on. I'm, I'm feeling too overwhelmed. Why? I'm waking up with jaw pain because I've been clenching my teeth all night 
or I'm having these random aches and pains or I'm feeling tightness in my shoulders or in my neck. I remember once talking to a friend of mine and they were saying, hey, I'm experiencing anxiety and the way it's showing up is look at this, this knot that I have. It won't go away. And I was like, wow. Like I was really taken aback because you hear about it. People tell you, I mean, as a therapist, people say all the time what they're going through, but to actually physically see it, it hit home differently. So that muscle tension may not be because, you know, you've been in the gym or you haven't been in the gym. It could be a sign that you are experiencing high functioning anxiety. That's when you can still get things done. I don't think I get, I just jumped into the signs, but I didn't even talk about what that looks like. It's when you are living your life. People don't know it. You, you know it, but you're not showing it. You're living your life at a high level. So things are still like, you're still going to work. You're still paying your bills. You're still hanging out with friends. Like you're, you're functioning at a high level, but there's a lot of distress going on in the background that you're not taking care of or you're trying to avoid. Okay. I had to put that out there. So let me get back into the science. So first is people pleasing. You can't say no to er to anybody and it's running you down. The second sign is you're experiencing muscle tension. So that could be tightness in your chest, tightness in any of your muscles, knots in your back, knots in your neck. You're thinking, where is this coming from? These chronic headaches, then you're like, okay, let me pop an Advil or a Tylenol, but it's still coming back. It's not a one and done thing. This is something that you're experiencing on a daily basis. Number three, you overthink everything. So when you get get this idea, you're like, okay, it could play out this way. But you know what? What if this happens? Or can I do it this way? A lot of times that looks like you not being able to make a decision. Because you are constantly overthinking, trying to play out every single scenario. And you only only you know how frustrating that is for you. The next sign you have trouble asking for help. Why? Because you think you can do it all. You go to work every day and these deadlines are coming up and, you know, somebody on your team is slacking. Or your client, you're waiting on a response from them or you need more information from them and they will not give it to you. So it's holding you up. But instead of you actually saying something, you're at your desk hoping and praying, please send me this information that I need. Answer my email. I don't want to have to CC somebody else or I don't want to have to pick up the phone and call you. You're playing out the scenarios, what it's going to look like if you walk over to them or if you call them. That's you overthinking. You probably got some tightness in your shoulders because this has been on your mind for quite a while. And you don't want to ask for help, whether that be help from that person, help from a senior person that could provide you with some guidance. You're thinking, I got to figure this out on my own, because if you don't, You won't, in your eyes, you won't be high functioning. Next up, you are constantly on edge. It seems like any little thing that goes wrong is going to set you off. You walk into your day thinking, hey, this is not the day for me. I know today, if you listen and when this drop, this may be Monday for you. It could be another day, but you're thinking, I'm not having it. I need everything to just go smooth. 
Because if something goes wrong and I'm off my A game, I'm going to lose it. You can't function like that. It's not feasible for you to go through life day in and day out, constantly being on edge. It's like everything is a struggle and there's no real rhyme or reason, no nothing that you can pinpoint to why you're struggling, but you just feel like you're on edge. You're going to lose it if something just goes wrong. People are looking at you to thinking, okay, you, you, you good and you're saying you're good, but internally you're not. Things have been going this way for quite a while. So you've become accustomed to live in this way, but this is not what you want for yourself. You don't want to constantly feel like you can't have a conversation or somebody's going to set you off. You're walking on eggshells. They're walking on eggshells. That's a sign that you, you want to deal with this, this type of anxiety. The next sign, you are a perfectionist. Now, I know sometimes we think about being a perfectionist as being a good thing because you get everything done perfectly. But I want to give you a different way of thinking about being a perfectionist. Let's not strive for perfection because when you strive for perfection, you may not finish what you're supposed to be perfecting because it's all there's always an improvement. I mean, you can look at it with the with the cell phones. iPhones are always updating new software, new program, new this, new that. Is an iPhone perfect? I mean, I'm an iPhone user now. I used to be Android for most of my life. And I like it. It's cool. But where I'm going is that they don't always have it right. That's why there's upgrades. That's why there's a new version. So but for you, with you and your perfectionism, you're constantly looking to upgrade or be the new version, but you never put the original version out. That's why being a perfectionist is not the boogie. It's not always what you want. Think about it like this. Strive for excellence and not perfection. That way you can at least follow through on what you say you're going to do because you're doing it in excellence. In excellence is able, you're able to make mistakes. That's fine. But when it's perfection, you don't put things out. You don't go for what you want because you're not ready. Yeah. When are you going to be ready? Because I don't know when you're going to reach that level of perfection that you're looking for. All right. Last, the last one on this one is you are always tired. You're like, you waking up, you feel like I got seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep. Some of y'all may be sleeping 10 hours or you taking different naps throughout the day, but you still feel tired. Somebody told me, my, my boy said, man, you know, you can't catch up on sleep. And I understand what he's saying, because I would always say I'm going to catch up on sleep on the weekends or a day off vacation, whatever it may be. But then I had to realize why do I feel like what's going on in my life where I need to, quote unquote, catch up on sleep anyway? So if this is you, if you can relate to feeling tired, drained, not having the most energy, think about what's going on in your life where your root is your routine not not accurate. Are you doing what we talked about earlier? Are you people pleasing? So 
you're putting all your energy into other folks and you don't have enough for yourself. You're running out of gas when it comes to the things that you need to do for you. Is your mind constantly running and racing? So you feel physically and mentally exhausted and that's leading you to being always tired. You're not able to ask for help. You're doing everything on your own. So you're burnt out and stressed out. Hence why you're always tired. Are you that perfectionist where you're doing things over and over and over again until you get it perfect? So now you're tired of doing that. You see where I'm going? Being always tired is a combination of you doing so many things that you don't have to do, but you do it and you somewhat do it well. This is why we're talking about high functioning anxiety. Okay. So what do you do about it? We Now that we've talked about it, what do you do about it? So the first thing I want you to do is stop avoiding. Have the conversation with yourself. Address it with your therapist, you working with the coach, whoever it may be. But have the conversation that, hey, I know it looks like I'm doing doing well, but I'm really not. Like, I'm not doing as well as I look. So all of this, me putting more things on my plate. Me helping out more people, me being everybody's therapist, but not even taking the time to have my own therapy appointment. That's got to stop. And we have to stop pretending like we're doing better than what we are. It's okay to not be okay. That's the first thing I want you to do. The second thing, have an accountability partner. This is clutch because you, once you tell somebody what you're going to do, you'll follow through you're more likely to follow through and you can ask that person to follow up with you. Whereas if you're just doing it on your own or you say you're going to get to it, oh, I'm going to get to it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, ooh, I'm not really feeling up to it. Why? I'm tired. I don't want to ask for help. So I'll do it the next day. Next day comes in the same routine. So when you having that accountability partner, they can say, hey, where are you at with this? And you know what you're going to say? You at the first couple of times, you may say I haven't done anything. But after a while, knowing you, if you're someone who identifies with high functioning anxiety, you're somebody who does get things done. You're going to follow up and and on, on setting that boundary or scheduling that therapy appointment or starting to say no. So once you have an accountability partner to keep you in check, you're more likely to be able to manage your anxiety. And it also helps normalize it, too, because your accountability partner can say, oh, I've been going through this, too. Or you're not alone, where when we think it's just us, we like to keep it in more. We don't share what's really going on. The third thing you can do is set better boundaries. And I'm not talking about the boundaries with other people. I'm talking about setting the boundaries with yourself, too. Yeah. You got to start telling yourself no, because we we get good at telling other people no. But sometimes the person we need to set the boundary with is us. We're putting this pressure on us. You, if you ever heard the term self-induced, some of the things that we're going through are self-induced and it's not the other person or isn't it's not the job. It's not your your customers. It's not your partner. It's not your friends. It is you trying to be all things to all people. Lastly, I want you to think these things through. So what if you can't show up for this person? 
Or what if you can't put another task on your plate right now? What will happen? What will happen if you tell somebody no? Think it through. What will happen if you say, you know what? All I'm doing today is just taking care of me. And that's all I have capacity for. What will happen? Think that through. Sometimes we don't like to even think about it. So because we don't think it through, we can't give ourselves the answer or even visualize ourselves having better boundaries or we can't visualize ourselves having less anxiety. You do know you can. I want to say this correctly. Because I don't want to just say you can manifest a better life, but what you think about, you bring about. So if I can think about me living life in a in a pleasant way, waking up looking forward to the day with less anxiety, actually having a calm aura about myself, what would that look like? Now that requires me to actually slow down, slow all those other thoughts down get in tune with what I'm feeling to pause and visualize that even as I'm saying this to y'all right now. So do that for yourself. Take some time to think, think these things through. And what do you want your life to look like? What would life be like if you weren't always functioning by being on edge? Hmm. I mean, these are some, some deep questions, but they are necessary questions for you to ask to, now attract or manifest the life that you want. All right, y'all. I'm not going to belabor this conversation, but I know it was important. I know that you may be experiencing anxiety and not know what to do with it. Some of these signs, you may be like, yeah, that's me. One or two, maybe four or five, maybe all of them. Whatever it is, stop avoiding having a conversation about it. Have an accountability partner because they do help set the boundaries for yourself. Be clear on what they are and start thinking through what you want your life to look like. As always, make sure you send this out to somebody else. Like, share, subscribe and be blessed. All right, y'all. Peace. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Peace and Prosperity Podcast. Again, if you are feeling like, hey, I'm experiencing high-functioning anxiety, don't beat yourself up about it. It is okay. We all experience anxiety from time to time. And I gave you a couple of things that you can do on your own, but don't hesitate to reach out to a professional to better manage what you're going through. Okay. And lastly, make sure if you have not like, share, subscribe to the podcast and send this out to a friend. And if you want to hear certain episodes or have certain conversations, let me know. You can shoot me a DM or just leave a review and I will definitely follow up. All right, y'all be blessed. Peace.